Hello. And welcome to our actual Halloween full-on episode. We are actually going to now get into the crow. Real quick, though, I need to throw out a, a, an anniversary shout-out to Jonathan of Hoodcast AF and his wife, Amy. Happy anniversary, guys. Hold on. Check this out, though. Sorry about that. I had communities. Dude, doesn't everything sound better when Typo Negative does it? <laughs> no, but I, I thought this was the perfect uh, uh, Dennis Puma's um, fucking cover of Burn yeah. by... by uh, and we were just saying, isn't it like the best song on the soundtrack? Arguably, This in Time Baby. Right. Um, Nick, is there any, like, the soundtrack on this is fantastic. Is there any songs that actually stick out to you? Do you actually kind of listen to this early 90s gothy stuff, or did you just listen to it because of the movie? I mean, because my wheelhouse, I was listening to this shit regardless. Yeah. So, what do you think? I only really listen to it because of the movie. Got it. Well, you don't really strike me as, like, a music guy anyway, though. I definitely... Hold on, let me turn this down a little bit. Okay, what was that? Sorry about that. Then where do I strike you as? Well, I don't know. I I see him as anime like music. A- I could see you really liking anime sound. Not there's anything wrong with that. I could see you liking, for whatever reason, ska, ska, <laughs> or like maybe power metal. Oh, dude, he dude, does look yeah. like a power metal guy. Do you like Dragon Force or Rhapsody? Okay, well, thank you for uh, shitting what, on the what, point. What about Manowar? You dig on Manowar? I love Manowar. <laughs> Did we ever talk about my love for Manowar? Yes, we definitely talked about <laughs> And you, you said I prefer the company of men if I prefer the company of Manowar. I think that's how that conversation went. All right, anyway, we're going to get into uh, this. Now, Nick, I don't have any notes on me at all, so we're going memory. So uh, did you just watch this recently? Yeah, I watched it Monday. Perfect. All right. We watched it Tuesday. I've actually watched this four times this month, though. Okay. Some fun facts I forgot real quick before we get into it. Yeah, yeah. Is there is an actor in this movie who's been in every Crow movie and, in fact, is the only actor to have ever filmed in every version of said movie, even, like, Jason Voorhees and all those other sequels. Magic the Crow. The Crow's name was Magic. And it was a trained bird. And that crow is in every single one of the movies. And when they were doing talks of a remake, the crow was actually available. Magic Magic the Crow had his schedule open. Yeah, that's sick. This crow was on the TV show and all the movies, all four of them. Wow. I know, right? That... that is super sick. I hope he's in the the remake. And but they live for a long time, so hopefully, I mean, I hope that crow's doing well. Or I, it might have been a raven. I've heard a lot of people argue that. I think yeah. it's a crow though, because ravens have straight beaks. Or straighter, well, it's, straighter it's the, beaks. The tails, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But either way, that's a big fucking bird. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, yeah, let's get straight into it, I guess, right? Um, is there anything else we need to get out of our way before we fuck this pig? No, let's fuck it. All right, so let's do this. Music's going to be a little different this time. Okay. 
Uh, so get prepared to get canceled from YouTube, but when does that not happen? Uh, so we start off with uh, these like kind of tribal drums, and we see this. We don't see the crow flying, but we see a POV of like someone yeah. flying over Detroit, right? And it says October 31st, and then we wait a second, Devil's Night, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, we hear Sarah's uh, is going to narrate, you know, when when someone dies, it is legend that a crow will take their spirit away. But if something so tragic happens, the soul cannot rest, you know? Mm. And then um, we get, okay, hold on. So then it's going to do a flyover. And if I'm not mistaken... I'm pretty sure I'm not. We see our bad guys, and T-Bird lights a uh, cigar with a, a Zippo and goes, you know, Lake Erie once caught on fire from all the shit floating around it. Yeah. Wish I could have seen that. Fire <laughs> it up! Fire <laughs> it up! And then so they destroy this arcade, like, just with bats, gasoline. I mean, they, the bad guys. We haven't been introduced to all of them, but we're going to meet them in a second. Yep. You just see all these, uh, you know, hooligans bashing up, like, you know, this... this Pinball machines. Yeah. And- yeah. And they sit on fire, and then you see, like, finally the crow's eye, and he's kind of, like, seeing it on the corner of his eye, like you see it throughout the, re- the reflection, if yeah. you will. And, uh, you know, we still hear uh, Sarah talking... And um, we see her skateboarding, and she's going over to like, oh no, sorry, that's a little bit later. Yeah, we see Sarah, sorry, skateboarding uh, via the the fly, um, the, the flying over the city, and then she puts up her board, and there's like a, a, a EM, EMTs and shit outside of this apartment. And you see a girl being like in a gurney and everything else, yeah, and yeah. and we see Ernie Hudson's character. And uh, he goes like, Sarah, Sarah, you know, she's coming in. She wants to know what's going on. Right. And he goes, uh, uh, she's going, uh, Shelly, Shelly, rather. And she's crying out Sarah. And, and then uh, Ernie Hudson's character stops her and says, hey, uh, Sarah, right? Uh, your sister, um, Shelly, she's going to be just fine. And she says, you're lying to me about Eric. Yeah. Because she says, uh, where's Eric? And Oh, uh, Eric's just fine, too. And she goes, lying to me about Eric, and mm-hmm. you're lying to me about Shelly, aren't you? And he's like, ah, oh, kid, what the fuck? And then we get, like, a, the upshot, and that's where we see the crow start flying. Yeah. My apologies. Going from memory. It was surprising how clever she is at a young age. Oh, you mean just, like, world uh, world knowledge? Yeah, you will? yeah, the street smarts sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of like our introduction of like what's going to happen. You have her kind of talking a little bit and you have like um, like our basic uh, premise or setup, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Um, and before we move on, now we have our premise down. What do you guys want to Rotten Tomato this? Because this is actually kind of important. Like um, I, I thought of this today. What, what would you give this? Remember, audience score, 90. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 82. I mean, me personally, I would give it like a 95 or 96. Nick? Yeah, I'd give it a solid 94. I was going to give it a 96, so combined, we'll say it's 95. Yeah. However. However. New rating. You know we have Certified Sharp? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's is if it's better than 2001 Space Odyssey? Yeah. Okay. 
We haven't won, done one for 70 yet, but we did, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Event Horizon, it has to be an 80 or above. Right. I say yeah. this is the 90 or above. If okay. it's above a 90, it's crow status. Yeah. Right? What do you think? I'm down it, with that. Because the audience agrees with it, right? Cool. So now we're going to get our uh, crow uh, flyby and more explanation. Um, she kind of wraps it up like... like she is the skeletal cowboy in a way. Yeah. Then we see the uh, crow flying over, and it's about to land on um, Eric and Shelley's grave. We don't know much about it mm -hmm. yet. We just notice that. Oh, oh, but do notice that the past scene is just like the memories where it's red and and blue red blinking and blue, yeah. because of the cop cars. Yeah. So oh. so it lets you know that it is in the past. Ah, uh, okay. Right. And this is also the flyover is the first time we get the Cure song. Isn't it? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. No, this music is de uh, this movie is devoid of music besides soundtrack till a certain point. Now, here's the reason why I mark this movie down. This movie's greatest flaw is how fucking cool it is, and you know it's cool. What I mean how is, is that a flaw? It's a flaw like this. Minus the music from this movie. This movie's a very dark movie. Yeah. But with all the rock and roll, MTV, when MTV was at its greatest yeah. in the early, mid-90s, mm -hmm. this movie was so, fuck yeah, to go, oh, this is dark. <laughs> no, for real, though. Yeah. Like, this movie is shot like a comic book, a.k.a., which means it's shot like a fucking music video. Yeah, yeah. Like, this really is shot like those really, really expensive Puff Daddy videos, like, you know, the way it's filmed. Right, like, right. Like, it was filmed like this. Almost all the bands that were on the soundtrack had an M uh, had a Crow version of their video. I remember that. Yeah. They all came out with it. Yeah, like Nine Snails did theirs. The Cure did theirs. Yep. Um, t uh, uh, Medicine did theirs. Yep. Um, I think Violent Femmes. Did Almost everyone on the soundtrack, at least half of them, like had a Crow version of said song. Yeah. Now, Medicine was the smartest because they actually had a different version. Nine Snails actually was a little bit smarter than that because they had the uh, song Dead Souls that they... Save to release on this, oh, which was pretty okay. smart. Yeah. Because Dead Souls, I'm almost 100% sure, was actually done on Damerel Spiral. We talked about that last episode, but right. um, they actually did a whole Crow music video with this in it. So I, I really do dig that. But here's the thing about it, man it takes away from the darkness of it, but I do love. So that that's what I mean. Like, as a teenager, fucking this was like rock and roll, goth, metal. This, that, and the other thing, plus a killer horror movie. And then now when you watch it, you're like, man, I really wish it could be a little darker of substance. But it is what it is. It was his greatest curse. And, oh, and can we mention the My Life with the Thrill cult, Kill Cult scene where he kills everybody? <laughs> That's great. Um, we would be remiss if we didn't play the trailer at this point, seeing how we just gave out our uh, audience scores and uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Here we go. Here's the trailer. I know I'm all over the place. It's okay. We just did the intro of the movie. Miramax, meaning you know it's great or shit. People once believed the only that scene when with someone colors. dies, a crow carries their soul to the land of the dead. But sometimes, just sometimes, the crow could bring that soul back to put the wrong things right.
gasoline I smell? <laughs> Victims, aren't we all? Wow. Yeah. That was the original trailer. They did a great job with that. They did. Uh, I The uh, secondary trailer is where they use the burn song, um, but that was the okay. original teaser trailer. Um, okay, so now that we're back, the murder just happened, um, but we don't know what's going on. Now, if you've seen this movie a million times, you know what's going on, but we just see this girl going over, a teenage girl skateboarding over to like a crime scene, and, yeah. and obviously she knows the names. She continues on with more of the, uh, you know, and because, um, oh, let me get some background music. Do you, I'm going to play some goth music, not Halloween. You think that's chill? Mm, do it. Let's do it. Do it. Good? Goth enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is probably the gothiest thing I could find. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when Goth Boy went to Goth Town with three goth girls. Two of them are like... 300 pounds overweight, but still. You're not wrong, though. You're not wrong. Dude, goth girls only come two ways. They're fucking tens with daddy problems. Nothing wrong with that. They're sevens, but sixes without makeup the next morning. (laughs) Or they have like a ten face, but they're so overweight that when they get in your car, it actually buckles. That's happened. That has happened. I have a story about that. I'm sure you do. That's an after dark. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely an after dark. All right. Anyway, so um, now we see it says one year later and we see Sarah and she's skating around Mm -hmm. and uh, she goes to uh, Eric and Shelly's grave and she steals flowers from everybody, uh, all the other graves, and then puts uh, all of them on Shelly's except for one white rose on uh, Eric's. Yeah. And then a crow flies in and land. Magic the crow. Magic. Just to not get it confused, let's call the crow magic. Yeah. And call the crow Eric. Okay. All right. M- makes more sense, right? Eric and magic. Eric and magic. Magic Eric. Wait, yeah. Wait, wait. Uh, uh, <laughs> no relation to Magic Mike. I'm going to turn you up a little bit. You know. So, um, and he starts, and she says, what are you, the w- night watchman? And then he starts pecking at the grave, and she goes, like, whatever, and she skates off. And then um, we see her, and she's, like, skating through, you know, and she goes, this hot dog stand. Now, this hot dog stand's important to the movie. It is, surprisingly. Because we actually realize that uh, Albrecht, uh, Ernie Hudson's character, is been watching over Sarah ever since because she really doesn't have a father figure at all. Uh, yeah. Besides Eric, and Eric's gone, and doesn't really have a mother figure besides uh, Shelly, and she's gone. Yeah. Um, we don't. So she's just kind of like a street kid, you know. Yeah. And um, but this hot dog stand, she always goes there, and he kind of like feeds her hot dogs, and he gets it on the house or whatever. Or, or no, she gets it on the house. Remember, on the house, kid. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know. And then anyway, so she gets a hot dog, but he, I have a huge problem with this movie. Why? No, oh. no onions. 
Well, she doesn't want onions. Ernie Hudson wants onions. Yeah, he goes, don't cheap out on me on the onions. Yeah, lots of onions. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's smoking. And his- he's right. You got to put the mustard down first. Yes, yes, you have to because it makes the onions stick to it more. <laughs> right? Right? This man knows his wieners. And I, I don't have a wiener right now, but I want one. You give me the check, I give you the wiener. I don't have any cash. I don't have a wiener. So, um, great, great little thing. Now, here's my thing, though. Dude, you put ketchup all over a hot dog, we can't be... Wait a minute, hold on. I'm cutting the music again. Neo, how do you take your hot dog right now? This is going to decide our relationship. Okay, I take it two ways. Two ways. One, if I want mustard, I'll do mustard and onion and cheese. Oh, 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 wait, wait, what kind of cheese? Don't, do not say American, you piece of shit. Well, since most cookouts have shredded cheese, you know. Cheddar? With a guy. Usually it's cheddar, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. That being said. That's my favorite. I I use Parmesan. My other way is. I'll allow it. No mustard, but with cheese. I'll allow it too. Okay. Two Two ways I do. It's either got to be onions or sauerkraut. Yeah. One of the two. Mustard. Don't fuck me with the relish. If you want to put relish in there, cool. Yeah. But I'd rather have like jalapenos. But really, oh, don't fuck jalapeno. it up. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. Just give me, you know what? Mustard, onion. But here's the other way I do it. But it's got to be done well. I'm a chili cheese dog motherfucker. Oh, okay. Ooh. I yeah. am. But, I mean... It's got to be good chili. It's like, got to be good chili. I also split the, the hot dog when I do chili just so it creates It's like a bowl. pocket. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you. And don't do the 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 shitty cheap uh, hot dog buns if you're going to do that. Oh, no. You Give need me the big boys. Give me some I can dip. Yeah. And also, I'm a dipper guy. I'll take like a hoagie bun. Yeah. And put the shit in that. With a yeah. sausage? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, baby. But then what I do is I don't like it on top of it either. I like the dip. Oh, no, I'm on top. You could be on top. I like that, but I don't want (laughs) to use a fork and knife. I like the dip because I like to control, you know. You you make your hot dog into a French dip. Yeah, a chili French dip. This is American dip, damn it. It's America, god damn it. (laughs) Come with me, that French fry. Freedom. (laughs) This is a freedom dog. All right, back to the music. All right, so <laughs> when is it okay to put ketchup on a hot dog? If you're six. Love you. Love <laughs> you. This is why This is why you helped get this off the ground. You, you, you got to mix the mustard and ketchup, though. You got to have the two on. No, what I meant is there is no excuse for a grown man ever to put just ketchup on a hot dog. Go fuck yourself. Just ketchup? No, no, no. Just no. ketchup? No. No. And even if you're going to do just barbecue, I'm going to give you an eye. Like, really? Because you know basic. it was made with ketchup. There you are. <laughs> Either way, um, they're having their hot dog, and then you see T-Bird with his his hot rod um, drive Pretty by. like car. But they go, oh, Skank goes, oh, cop car, cop car, T-Bird, cop car. And then they stop, and then they go and drive off, and then uh, Ernie Hunts goes, bad people out tonight. Then we cut to 
some really cool music. Not Paint It Black, though. Ah. But, but uh, you didn't recognize that guitar tone? I didn't at first. I did. I was like, wait a minute. Is this Paint It Black? Yeah, it is. Yep. It fits. So anyway, uh, we see um, he goes bad people out tonight, right? They're enjoying their hot dog. We see the grave start opening up, you know, as the crow is still there. Or sorry, magic is still there. Mm-hmm. And then Eric comes out. And I really like this that uh, Brandon Lee said himself, when I came out of there, I wanted to look like a newborn baby, scared, vulnerable, unable to fight at all. Yeah. Like if any of those bad guys came, I'd be done. Right, right. And then he even said, as the movie goes on, I wanted to get tougher and tougher. Yeah. Like I didn't want to come out the gate kicking ass. Yeah. Like I that's why I take him on one by one is to kind of build up that character. Right, right. Now I guarantee that's not his only idea, but in his last interview he was talking about all this and I'm like, that's fucking great. So I don't know if that was like his direction or just like the studio's direction in general. Right. But I mean it was great kind of forethought it was for him to, to do that. Yeah. I'm gonna get a little light on you so we can oh, see you. Oh, jeez. I know. It's too much light. I know. I'm, I'm, not... I'm a darkness guy. Is that better? Yes. <laughs> he just wants to see your moon pie face. There you go. <laughs> By the way, um, two quick things. Um, by 2024, uh, Knife Party After Dark will be a live video podcast. Oh, nice. yes. I guess I, I better get in a little bit better shape. Dude, you're in a chair and you're just a floating head. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. You got it. I don't know. Maybe you should. I, I don't. I think you're good, but still. Oh, okay. Even though Zombie's not here, it still sounds like he's here. Zombies is the one doing the 75-day challenge, and out of all of us, oh. I think we look skinnier than he does. Yeah. Because I think he's, like, anyway, he, I think he's got stress poundage. Oh. You know how that happens, right? Oh, yeah. When you're just totally drinking water and doing this and that, and, like, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, apparently he feels better, but I know all he wants to do is crack a beer and hang out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just he's doing it because, you know, his wife is, but... You know. Hey, gotta respect. Gotta got respect. It. Yeah, yeah, I respect. Put respect on his name. I'm putting spec on his name. <laughs> Remember when that dude cried? Oh. All right. So anyway, um, Eric is resurrected, and uh, Magic is showing him, like he's just flying around. And uh, the, I, you know what I really liked, and this is what made me learn about this, is that when Eric gets out of the grave and he screams like he's just born, yeah. you notice that his back is cut. I didn't know that corners, uh, sorry, Undertakers did that. Oh, that was actually one thing I was going to say, the attention to detail, because I knew that they did that. I didn't. Um, and so it was it was pretty dope when he came out and they were, it was, yeah, it was already split, because they don't ever actually put like a whole jacket no, well, I mean they do, but they but don't. It's, yeah, it's tucked in so that way. Yeah, so um, they, uh, you know, he comes out. He's in his suit. He starts screaming. Uh, Magic the Crow leads him over to uh, this dumpster where there's a pair of fucking really 
really good boots. They're not Docs, but they're they're uh, a similar brand. Yeah, and um, just nestled right on top there for them. They are, and uh, but they don't have laces. Yeah, which is kind of a thing. I had a couple of ideas on, but nothing solid, so I'm not going to come out. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, they're boots of convenience, if you will. Yeah. So then the crow leads him into his apartment or his his loft, rather. Right. And uh, as he comes in, he's going to open the door. And right when he touches the door, it goes to the blue and red flashback kind of lighting. And uh, he goes, Shelly. And you see, like, the the same Halloween... Decorations? No, I wouldn't even say decorate, but kind of the little ones that you would get at like the Hobby Lobby or something, or just like Kmart or like Spirit. They're not like big ones. They're just like the ones that you, you know what they are? The ones that you would see at like a elementary school. Right, exactly. Yeah, the ones you can put on the doors. Exactly, yeah. And uh, he walks in, and right when he walks in, he sees his wife wife being raped by uh, the gang, um, by T-Bird's gang. Yeah. And T-Bird's gang consists of, here, here goes our, our, our dirty scumbags that must be uh, taken out. There's T-Bird, who's the T-Bird. leader. Yep. Specialty is arson. Okay. You have Tintin. Tintin. Who is a uh, knife he might, guy. He's, he's a, he, yeah, he's yeah. a knife guy. And uh, he's probably the one of the most ruthless out of all of them. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. You have Fun Boy, who's a, <laughs> who's a drug addict rapist. Yep. And then you have Skank, who is just T-Bird's bitch. Yeah, he's the speed freak. Yeah, and he's the bitch. Yeah. And so you have uh, those four, and they're kind of like your four bad... Well, that we know of. Right. So anyway, um, Tintin throws a knife and goes, See ya! Into (laughs) Eric. And he and he gets hit in the sternum, and Eric is th- sitting there, forced to watch his wife getting uh, gang raped, Shelly, uh, yeah. by all members. Yeah, go ahead, Neil. No, no, I was just listening. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, um, and as he's getting raped, they're they're playing this uh, the the the, th- the main theme of the yeah. crow, you know, like the um, orchestral with all like uh, the children choir and everything else. The ha ha ha. Oh, oh, and it's weird. Rewatching it's very this, creepy. Rewatching this, I'm like, they have children choir over a girl getting raped. Yeah, they did that. Yeah, and uh, then they go, "What do we do about him?" And they take him out and they do the whole Jesus pose. Yeah, and in front of this cool round mirror or uh, uh, window, uh, the window. Yeah. yeah, and it's stained glass. And they take him, they shoot him, I think, five times or so. Because I remember he has five bullets, one, two, three, and then one, two. Yeah, yeah. Here goes the thing about that, and I don't know if that was intentional, but we talked about this during Shining. It's exactly the cup positioning of uh, five of cups of tarot cards. Oh, okay. Five of cups means extreme loss. Yeah, okay. So Because there's one, two, three, and then one, two. Yeah. And they're in a different point. Um, So... Anyway, and then we see him thrown out the window. Now, this is a real-life shot mixed with a uh, foreground uh, memory shot, right? But the thing about this is it flips back and forth with these colors that we were talking about because the movie doesn't have color, basically, but the, the flashbacks do. 
so you can kind of get the back and forth. He doesn't even have makeup on or anything. Right. So it's really easy to kind of see just because if it's pale black and white, that's the present. If it's red and whatever, and the bad guys, well, obviously the bad guys, are, then it's uh, then it's a year ago. Yeah. So anyway, as they throw him out, he jumps, and this has got to be one of the coolest fucking scenes. He jumps, grabs the window, the frame, does, yeah, does a fucking straight iron pull up, flies back down, and when he lands, he does a superhero landing. Yeah. And he puts out his hands like Christ, and they heal back up stigmata status. Yeah. And then you're like, that was one of the dopest scenes. And then it cuts to the, you know, Lake Erie caught on fire with all this shit. It yeah. cuts to that scene. Now, one thing I really loved about this, and I was telling you about this before, was the 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 flashbacks aren't like, okay, cut, do a flashback, like a whole scene, and then go back to the present. They keep splashing it back and forth really quick. They're edited into it, the scene. Into the scene. And to me, that's like the best way to do a flashback. That's why Memento was so good, too. Yes, yes. Because Memento would have sucked if it wasn't done that way. Right. Like, I'm one of the first people to figure out, that in, in my group of friends. Right, right, right. Uh, that I'm like, dude, it's the movie backwards and forwards at the same time. You just got to pay attention. Right. And a lot of people are like, what? Really? And I go, yeah. <laughs> at a certain point, you you notice the black and white. He's talking on a phone, and that's like the end, and then in the beginning. Or that's the beginning, and then at the end is when it's in color, and they, right. they they cross over at a certain point. The other movie that does this really well, and Alex Proyas is a fan, one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite, RoboCop, Murphy. Yeah. The Murphy scenes, when he's doing things, the cuts, you super know. Super quick, yeah. Super quick, and they do it, and in, in the great thing about in RoboCop, they could do it because it's as part of his CPU, his memory. Right, right. But in this, it's like the crow is doing it, so it makes sense as well. Yeah. You know, there's certain, not every movie needs this. Like, no. Right? You don't need, like, the new Halloween movies do it really well where you don't need to see a whole uh, flashback. Like, we just watched Halloween Kills. There right. was a few flashback scenes. But they do it well enough where they're not too fucking long and they actually go with the story. I like this better, though, because this is here's a spice of a flashback. Yeah, exactly. Here's here's two point five seconds of a flashback. Right. It's like just enough for you to recognize like what's going on. And then it cuts back to the, the present. If you reached over and grabbed a beer and opened it and came back, you would have missed it. Yep. And that's what I like about it. That makes rewatchability especially well not only for this movie but movies that kind of follow this pattern very rewatchable yeah i would say i mean yeah you just got to pay attention the whole time sort of thing but it's also cool because yeah you looked away next time you watch it holy crap i can't believe i missed that okay um should i i'm asking you guys to, to you yeah do you want to know which scenes brandon lee was in and not do you want me to break kayfabe? Because I can. But if you don't want to, if it fucks up the story, let me know. Should I do it or yes or no? No, I'm good. You're good? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, after this, we have... Um, he he realizes that... Well, he, it's not that he can't die, but he realizes that he's here, I guess. Yeah. Or, or you know, he bleeds and he comes back. He realizes there's something going on that's supernatural. And he starts going over, like, the whole room, mm -hmm. you know, and he is remembering, you know, just, right. like, coming out of a blackout. Like, he's opening 
uh, closet door and seeing uh, the wedding dress. He and then yeah. he starts getting flashbacks of, you know, uh, they when have he proposed to her. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And and one of my favorite parts ever. And I don't know if because I don't remember this being in the comic book. Maybe it was, but the scene and this scene is so genuine. And this is what really makes me bummed out about this movie is seeing Brandon Lee's real charisma when she's trying to cook and she goes, oh, no. And he just throws a lid over the pot and goes, restaurant. <laughs> like, and, and they, he even mentions this later in the in the movie. He goes, you know, it was a little thing to Shelly. We uh, call them trivial. Believe me, nothing is trivial. Yeah. When he's smoking the cigarette, talking right. to Ernie Hudson, I think that this part was definitely put in then for that and then you see all their ups and downs like for instance he hands her this engagement ring and this engagement ring has a diamond smaller than a pinprick but it doesn't matter to them it's everything yeah you know and then this whole thing too he goes let's go in the closet or and it, even though it's the attic you know or attic, let's go yeah. in the attic and he does this whole presentation for this this ring that like let's be honest with you any shallow bitch in the world would go that's my fucking ring. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. You know, he's like on a rock star salary and everything else. Um, uh, just. Well, she's just real. They're like, both real yeah. characters. The greatest thing about we're still in act one. We've only been in this movie. What? 12 minutes. Something like that. We already love Eric and Shelly because they're very humble. They're very broke. Yeah. They're trying to make their own dreams come true. She wants to be a bride. He wants to be a rock star. Yeah. And and there's all this stuff going on. And then just it takes these four fucking douchebags to ruin their whole life. But we find out it's not these four d douchebags. But yeah. Um, they come a knocking because of rent control. <laughs> Top dollar gets the building and he wants them all out. Yeah. For his for drug shit. And you can't have a sparse young couple upstairs that refuse to leave yeah so you know it is what it is uh anyway um he starts looking through everything and uh he starts remembering and there's a music crescendo that keeps going up and it gets yeah, louder yeah. and louder and louder and it's so good in filmmaking i love it when they start off so calm and then it, it's like like i said one of the greatest curses about this movie is it is a music video it really is it yeah. really is and then we have the smashing of the mirror. Boom. Dun, 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 Just facial, facial, shadow, smile. And it goes straight into the crow, and we see him putting on the makeup, and we don't actually see his face. By the way, that wasn't him. And he puts on the lipstick and everything else. And, you know, then, oh, right before we see the flashback, though, the cat survived Gabriel, and he goes, yeah. Gabriel. And when he touches the cat is when the memories happen. Yeah, because yeah. See, he's seeing the, it through the eyes of the cat. Right. I forgot about that. <laughs> no, because remember, well, he remembered. His his uh, his power is by touching some uh, uh, a being, he gets to see through their eyes. Well, the cat was there witnessing all this shit. So he sees all the torture through this cat. Yeah. So anyway, he paints his face, and then... One of the greatest scenes is you see the untied boots, and I, I have it on film. I put it on her Twitter, and he's walking like this, step, 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 and the cat's just center frame, and he bends down and gives it a pet, 
and then you see the bird land on his shoulder, and he looks out the broken window, and then the lightning flashes, yeah. and only the left side of his face lights up, and you're like, <laughs> God damn it, dude. A 14-year-old me was like, we are in for a fucking horror movie slaughter treat of comic book... Per- uh, where would you... What would you guys say this movie is, though? I mean, it is horror-related, is it not? Well, I mean, it's like a revenge movie, so I don't know. It's like... like I would a- say more of a revenge suspense. Let's put it this way, though. This has so much gothic and dark, and and the yeah. kill scenes are horror, it's, practically. Yeah, it's like a horror they setting. Are, they are over-the-top kill scenes in this. Oh, they were awesome. So revenge, I love revenge movies. Um, I'd probably put this in revenge movies under Old Boy. Yeah, Old Bec- Boy is like that's pinnacle. a heavy. Yeah, that's a heavy. Yeah. Um, I hate to say it, this could be a casual watch for me, and I hate saying that because of everything that's happened for this movie and by this movie, and we actually had a fucking real life death. Yeah. So I don't like to say the word casual, but I can watch this movie casually. Yeah, of course. You know, I can't watch Old Boy casually. That's like a, okay, I'm watching Old Boy today kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So we cut over then to um, uh, the we see our criminals, our murderers, our rapists. Right. The four of them are at this place called the Pit. It's a bar. Uh, fun fact: um, the sign of the Pit, and actually the 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 whole fucking um, what would you call it uh, font? Yeah. Was actually used in uh, the video game on Xbox 360, uh, Fallout 3. But it was um, their 360s. Uh, what would you call it? Uh, expansion. Oh, and it was called okay. the Pit of Pittsburgh. There's a bar called yeah. the Pit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. There is. Now, is it scale to scale? No, but no. I just thought that was kind of a little cool it that cool Fallout Easter did egg. that. Yeah. 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 And uh, the Pit has, uh, believe it or not, so the four guys are going there and they're shooting fucking bullets. Like, yeah, take a shots. So, like, first T Bird starts, Is the Devil's Night my new favorite holiday? And then, of course, everyone does it, you know, until, uh, and then T Bird, uh, after he does it, uh, Fun Boy's gonna go, and then Tintin, who is the second most aggressive, stops him, and he's a knife guy, but he just grabs. No, so Fun Boy goes, but then Skank is gonna go. Oh, yeah, Fun Boy starts where he does the, "Mm." yeah, yeah. And then Skank is gonna go, and Tintin's like, nah, nah. Tintin does it. Yeah, and it goes. Don't you know? Pussies, Pussies drink, drink less, <laughs> man. And he goes, "Fuck you, Tintin!" <laughs> and he goes, "That shit ain't even loaded, man." He puts a knife to his neck and he goes, "Well, this one is." And then then T-Bird goes, "Which one of you Motor City motherfuckers want to bet that this one isn't?" Hey, fire it yeah. up! Fire it up! Fire it! So anyway, um, oh, fun fact: how nerdy Heaven Seals is before a gig. Right before oh, we went on stage? Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. We'd fire it up. Yeah. We'd do a shot and go, fire it up! Fire <laughs> it up! But it was a cool little tradition. Yeah. But it wasn't only with the cool kids. We wouldn't do it with Jeff. Oh. I would just do it with Creek. You remember Creek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd do it with Creek. Okay. And Ian. That's it. <laughs> no one else got that. Because 
Because I mean, you know, they're they're fucking, you know, they're they're partiers, you know, yeah, they're night yeah, partiers, yeah. if you will. Uh, I mean, technically they are. They both love horror movies, music, and I'm pretty sure. No, I know Ian listens to the show. Shout out Ian, Brian. Um, so then we get this girl comes over and she's she looks fucking heroined out. Like I mean, super dude. She is so poopoed. Uh, she comes over and she's like, "Hey guys, here's your shooters. Put your guns away, okay?" And she of course has. Not one, but like four bra-, bra straps just hanging down where she looks like the fucking mummy. Yeah. And she's like, uh, you know, and then Tintin licks her arm, which is gross. Yeah, because she starts making out with Fun Boy, and Tintin licks her arm while she's doing that. And it's just like, dude, bro, ew. That tells ew. me a couple of things. Uh, uh, not good things. That tells me that their favorite position, dig. Is fun boy lays down, she gives him oral, and and then Tintin licks her butthole. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, just not my scene. No. 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 Remember, I chose to watch this movie rather than getting a devil's three-way at the age of 12. That's true. I didn't probably say I was at the age of 12, did I? Well, no, I, I know. Yeah. All right, anyway. So um, then we cut to Eric is now moving around the city but instead of moving around like as one would like Assassin's Creed he goes you know what I'm gonna test my limits he starts running rooftop to rooftop to rooftop yeah and then we get our second great song we get uh fucking and that's the problem with this movie it's so cool it knows it's too cool that it can't be that dark (laughs) no really I mean if you were to give me the film of this and recut it with music, I wouldn't use anything. I would use just like really evil horror music or no music at all. And this movie would be like, whoa, that movie's fucking way dark. I think yeah. the rock and roll kind of makes it more fun. Anyway, we see him running. He's got his painted face. And he just goes, fuck it. Uh, uh, but we see the crow kind of, we see Flying the crow vision. Again. Yeah. And we see uh, Tintin leaving the bar. Or, or no, no, no. He's going into Gideon's yeah, first. The pawn shop. So we see Gideon's. I love this scene. This is one of my favorite scenes. Okay. It might be my favorite scene. This is your favorite scene? I think so. Okay. Because it's hilarious. Yeah. It's 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 really funny. It's really dark. And out of all the scenes, it's probably got the less cheese and more joker to it. Interesting. Okay. Oh, here goes another thing. Did we all like Joaquin Phoenix version of the Joker? Yes. Did we all like um, uh, uh, the Dark Knight version of the Joker? Yes. Oh, oh guess, yeah. guess what? Thank this movie. Both Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger said they took uh, notes from this movie. That makes sense. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Eric Draven has like a few characters. He's the crazy, don't you know this game yeah. character? And he's like, I just wanted to be with Shelly. You know, and he even does that voice. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, Shelly would have wanted you to have that. Mm-hmm. Like, he even does the same cadence. And then you also have the, you're all going to die. You know, like, yeah. he's got the super Terminator, like, goth, like, like you're all going to die. He's got the... <laughs> Don't you know this game? <laughs> kind of like uh, 
animated series kind of Joker. Right, right. And then he's got the, I'm confused, or no, I'm confused. He's got the silent, now I'm going to torture you kind of Joker. Yeah. You know, like when he does Fun Boy. There's a different... Uh, each yeah, each villain kind of gets a little bit different version of him. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. I love. I really do like that. And some would say, well, Zach, probably because you know that's when the stunt doubles took it. Uh uh-uh. uh. The st- all the original scenes with Brandon Lee, they made sure they had all their stuff first before the action scenes came later. Ah, uh, okay. So that's mo almost all of the dial. 90% of the dialogue scenes yeah. are him. Okay. It's just the action scenes or just him just walking around. Right. It's only 33% him. Yeah. And you could tell the way that they're filmed. It's when he gets Tintin's jacket, the black, the yeah, black yeah. leather coat. A lot of those scenes are afterward. Um, also, too, um, we'll talk about the tape scenes where you know how oh, he has yeah, yeah. the electrical tape around his hands. We'll get to that. that that's another left out thing okay so anyway um we go to gideon's pawn shop and the crow notices tintin leaving the bar it flies over and there's gideon's pawn shop now tintin goes in there and he's trying to sell off his murder victim shit like and he goes over and he goes what about this leather leather and he goes goddamn tintin there's blood stains right there and there's blood stains right there i'll give you 50 bucks and i don't accept charities and he has like a crazy coke nail yeah. going on too. Notice I did that when I yeah. was like, <laughs> and then Tintin goes, "You chrome dome, child molesting, sacrificing motherfucker." Yeah, why don't you close the door on the way out? Yeah, I'll close it for you, real tight, messer. Fuck you. Yeah, just close the door you on the way out. You're a fucking idiot. And he's counting money, and then we hear that the guitar though. And you see Eric walk up and just. We're close, shithead. Sleeping somewhere off Dusthead. I just want to get your ass mutilated. <laughs> I said we're close. And then, boom! Fucking door explodes, and the cage that separates the glass door opens up. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, you're going to get it. And, he go- and then. Eric opens up his arms. The crow flies at uh, a Gideon, yeah, yeah. knocks him off balance, and he goes, Suddenly, I heard a rapping as if someone gently tapping, tapping at my chamber door. You did hear me rapping, right? Yeah, and you're going to need a coffin. Shit for brains. And he shoots, and then he gets hit, and he goes, and he goes, <laughs> Shit on me. Shit on me. Shit on me! <laughs> now Eric is like throwing Gideon's favorite line in this movie. Shit on me! Gideon gets thrown around by Eric, like we're talking Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan status, <laughs> where he'll throw him and he'll bounce four times afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And Gideon is like overselling this, but it's so good. And then it goes like, "Come on, don't you know this game?" And, like, they're walking around in anything glass that can be broken. Eric is doing it. And then, finally, they go to a, a section. I don't know if you notice. There's a hand grenade in the side. Who knows yeah. if it's real or fake. But I think it's one of those uh, knife hand grenades. Anyway. Regardless, he picks up a Bowie knife and throws it through his hand. And he goes, I'm looking for a gold engagement ring. 
uh, an engagement ring, gold. And he goes, go fuck yourself. And then he, he jumps up and Gideon's looking for him and he hangs upside down and goes, Mr. Gideon, you're not paying attention. And he hits him with his own bat and <laughs> he flips down, he grabs the knife, shoves it through his hand, through the glass, and he goes, I repeat, a gold engagement ring. Yeah. Yes. And then he's covering Gideon's mouth and Gideon's like, fuck yeah. And he goes, it was sold to you or is pawned to you by one of your customers known as Tintin. He confided me out of, as he ran out of breath. Let's rewind. Once he's rooftopping, yeah, Eric, that being said, mm. he falls. And we don't know if he's trying to kill himself or if he's testing his powers or just to see if he's awake and not dreaming. This he, is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Go for, for sure. it. Go so for it. So he sees Tintin walk down the alley. He's trying to light up a cigarette out of a burning barrel. And Eric flips off the roof and just floats down senton bombs senton bombs and just floats down onto this trash pile and it's just it's, it's like angelic but like super dark at the same time it's just it's awesome i got something for you on this mm. eric is a victim yeah he goes to the apartment he witnesses his own murder even greater tragedy he witnesses the rape and murder of his girl yeah he sees his cat Sees the bird. Cat is white, all white. Gabriel, the angel of Gabriel. Yeah. The crow, the dark, right? And he's not sure of what's up. And I think that leap was the leap of, not leap of faith, but leap of, okay, my innocence is back there. Now it's time for vengeance. Yeah. And I think that's what that crazy laugh was. Okay. It was like, now I know what I have to do. Right, right. He knows why he's here again. So then he lights the cigarette off the barrel, and then you see Eric walking, and, dude, he's got the predator smile, like like ear-to-ear -ear Joker yeah, again. Yeah. And uh, Tintin goes, what the fuck you all painted up for, crackhead, huh? Halloween ain't till manana. And then you just see Eric, like, wiping the sweat. Like on the shirt. By the way, all the costume he's wearing is leather pants, a shirt, and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Was from his band uh, box, right? You know, like so he didn't. He decided to come at them with, you might know me as failed musician Eric Draven. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they do at the end. They go, you know, they do recognize him. So uh, then he goes like, "Fuck you all, painted up for crack Halloween." Telling you, and he goes. And he keeps walking. He goes, oh, shit. And he flick, He throws a cigarette. And he goes, come on. Right? And he's still got his jacket on. And uh, they they kind of get into it a little bit. Right? Yeah. That, but, but and you notice that um, Eric isn't that swift with his hands yet. No. He's taking a punch. And he does the smile, Joker smile <laughs> kind of thing. He's taking a beating. Yeah. You know? And, and, and then finally at a certain point. He realizes he's not. He throws him against the pallets and realizes how strong he is. Right. And the dude throws a knife and he just knocks it and he goes, try harder. Try again. Try faster. So what I think he's saying about that is when I first watched it, I thought he was just so good. But I, what I'm thinking now rewatching it is, oh, my God, am I that powerful? Yeah, exactly. Like, you're nothing? He didn't realize until that moment, like, everything he could And I do. think that's kind of the thing with the laughter, too. He's like, oh, this is going to be not easy, but this but is going to be fun. Fu 
That's the one. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a fun to avenge my death, and yeah. this is going to be justified. And so anyway, then uh, we have the great scene where the – and this is so fucking copied. Not anymore, but it was for a while where he catches the knife. Between his hands. hands yeah. Throws it, hits, hits uh, Tintin in the fucking clavicle, and he runs over, and he goes, victims. Shh. Aren't we all? Boom! And then it goes into Time Baby 3. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, dude, we got to recreate this scene, though. Hold on. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, just, I just do love it. Uh, we'll do it later, actually. We'll do it, though. Time Baby 3 by Medicine Plays. Well, they don't have to take you away. Right? And uh, it goes on there. But before we get just right there, we go back to Gideon, right? Mm. And... Uh, Eric is wearing this jacket, and uh, when he talks about the gold engagement ring, he goes, it was sold to you by a customer of yours named Tintin, like the coat, and it's Tintin's (laughs) leather coat. Yeah, and he has this big grin on his face. Yeah, like, you know what I did. And he goes, fucking engagement rings. And he's just pointing, right? So there's a cigar box, and he opens up, and I love the scene. This is great fucking. This is so, I know there's some points in this movie where they go over dramatic goth, and then there's scenes of this movie where it's just perfect. Yeah. This is one of those scenes. He goes, no, 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 no. He's grabbing engagement rings and just throwing He's them out. He's trying to see if he can feel something. And then he grabs one and he stops. And it's like the cheapest looking one with the smallest diamond. Yeah. He goes, that's it. And he puts it on, and uh, the guy's like, take a race. Take whatever you want. Take it. And he goes, you have one chance to live. And he goes, thank you. Thank you. And then he grabs the cigar box and puts it on the shotgun, and he picks up his guitar, and he goes, you have one chance to live. And he goes, I want you to tell T-Bird, Fun Boy. Oh, no, no, he goes, uh, who are the, he goes, uh, T-Bird, who else do you associate with? Uh, Fun Boy, the hell, the pit, the pit. And he goes, Fun Boy. And then you see Fun Boy raping his wife. Oh, baby. Yeah. And he goes, Jolly pirate fucking gang of Charlotte fucking names. <laughs> and he goes, hold still. And he goes, each one of these is a life. A life you help to destroy. Take anything, man. I need you to deliver me a message. I'm not going to kill you. I want you to tell them that death is coming for the night. Tell them Eric Draven sends his regards. You know your street grease out there? Street grease! They're gonna take you and erase you! Is that gasoline I smell? Great scene. Turns around, sawed up shotgun. You see the rings come out, and you see his silhouette standing there, and the fire just engulfs. Dude. Like when it explodes, like he's just standing right outside, and the flames just wash over him, and you're like, holy crap. And if you know anything about explosions, that would have sucked the air out of there via Nova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have died. Oh, 100%. So, anyway, now it cuts back to, um, now it cuts back to, uh, uh, is it, no, this is where we meet Top Dollar. The Time Baby 3 thing, and we see Top Dollar, correct? Yeah, yeah, and uh, And the eyeballs with the sister. Yeah. So, we see Top Dollar and his half-sister, and they are... Completely crazy. Oh, yeah. And Top Dollar is sitting there smoking coke while she is snorting the 
effervescence of a fried eyeball. No, no, this she's in the shower. Yeah, and after they fuck this chick and cut out her eyeball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's in the shower. You see the cool crow tattoo on her back. Right. And then uh, he's like, see, is bullying, isn't it? And she goes, your eyes. There is sorrow behind them. And he goes, yeah, dad gave me this fifth birthday. He said, you know, you become a man the day you know you're going to die. And he's got this uh, snow globe. Yeah. But it's a graveyard. And she goes, um... Uh, uh, she goes, um, how are you feeling? He goes, I wish I was a little hungry, though. And then uh, they look over at this corpse, and she goes, don't uh, uh, be careful what you wish for. And he goes, hmm. And then um, they bring in, uh, the uh, downstairs you have Gideon, the pawn shop owner. Right. And he's burnt. You oh, know? yeah. And then we see Tony Todd. Do we mention Tony yeah. Todd is in this movie? <laughs> Fuck yeah, Tony Todd's in this movie. My favorite zombie killer. My favorite black serial... Uh, not, I wouldn't say serial killer. Um, African-American supernatural killer. Candyman. Yeah. yeah, Candyman. Candyman's the best. He's awesome. And, and the funeral director from Final Destination. Oh, that's oh, right. Shit. Oh my I god, dude! I that. forgot Thank it. You. I haven't seen that movie since 2006. You're right. We have Tony Todd. Anyway, he's like t- uh, um, top dollars muscle. You're right. And he goes, "You got a meeting." And he go- and then uh, uh, Gideon's like, "Well, should I bow or should I curtsy?" And he goes, and then you see Darla run out. Yeah. yeah. And then he go, and then uh, you see the owner go, "Hey, good night, Darla." Now we don't know what happened to Darla yet, so let's rewind a little bit. <laughs> Fun boy, now that Eric Draven knows that he's there. Oh, yeah. God, this is a great scene. We already have two, oh, one killer dead and one person. So we got three more to go, right? Yeah. So now Fun boy is shooting up heroin with um, Darla, with Darla, who is uh, Sarah's, uh, Sarah's mom. mom. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to watch the whole fucking city burn. Just sit here and get high. Right? And then... You're it, forgetting one thing. Oh. Oh. Go speak on it, son. You forgot the cop. Uh Albrecht? Oh, Albrecht, oh you yeah. you mean you oh, mean after the the detective. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, dude. The de- detective who everyone wants to see die. Keep going. They're investigating Tintin cuz they find him dead. Right. Oddly enough. Oh, wait. Hold on real quick. The best quote is, uh, what the fuck do you call that, Albrecht? And he goes, well, I call it blood, detective, but you'll probably write it as a graffiti. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently, someone has killed Tintin with his knives and stabbed him and all of his major organs in alphabetical order. Which, that was pretty badass when they said that. Don't you agree? Oh, yes. And my question is, how do they know he did it in alphabetical order? I think it was like, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Well, it's probably like some of the blood is more congealed than the other blood or something. That would be the only possible. Yeah. That or he labeled them one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, and then we meet up um, after the pawn shop explosion. This is where uh, Ernie Hudson now we're at, now we're at the him. And now we're seeing Darla get stoned. Yeah. Um, right before this, too, I, I failed to mention, uh, you just brought up uh, another memory, is when um, right before the meeting with um, Gideon, um, you see T-Bird walk in and he goes, Gideon's pawn shop fell down went boom and he goes well no one cleared this event with me yeah says top dollar and he goes one of uh uh he was stabbed to death in the alley with his own blades in every major organ in alphabetical order yeah which is by the way a great line (laughs) (laughs) so he goes well let's have a dear old silence for tintin (laughs) well gideon's Call it my need to know. I don't care if it was act of God or whatever. And that's when when Gideon comes in. Right. Darla runs out because we have the scene. Go on. You, you started with it where they're getting high on morphine and or heroin, yeah. whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They're getting high on heroin, hanging out, just kind of starting to nod off and being goofy. And this is when uh, Draven comes in. And he does this awesome thing where he, like, starts at one side of the room and just... Comes yeah. like right up to the with edge a, of the with, bed with a pick scrape. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes, "Don't fucking do that, man!" And she goes, "That's a big fucking bird." <laughs> and he goes, "Don't fucking do that, man!" He pulls out a fucking Colt Python, forty-five long barrel, like, and then uh, there's Dra- no way somebody. The greatest thing, the, the greatest thing is Draven just looks at him like. They're so high, they're not even going to enjoy this as much as I am. That's yeah. what I got from it. When he looks at him, like, really? You're going to be zero challenge. So then, anyway, he goes, you better take your fucking bird and leave, Psycho. And uh, he kind of looks around and he goes, Jesus Christ, as he puts his head around the bulb. And he goes, Jesus Christ. And he puts down his guitar on the coat rack. He hangs it up, yeah. And he goes, stop me if you heard this one. Jesus Christ walks into a bar. Boom! And it hits him, and he goes, oh. He hands the innkeeper three nails, and he says, boom! And he shoots him in the knee, and he goes, can you put me up for the night? And then Eric does a chop, and then his third shot hits Fun Boy in the femur. Yeah. And he's bleeding everyone. He goes, look what you've done to my sheets. Which, I don't know, I think that might be, like, the funniest line in the whole movie. So then it cuts back to Gideon in there, and Gideon's like, uh, I was there, and this guy walks in, said he killed Tintin, blows up my shit. Besides that, it was a great fucking night. And he goes, you really want... And and Top Dollar is doubting him. I don't know why. Yeah. But he's like, you really think you can blame this on me or I will accept the story and he goes I don't care what you think and he goes well me and my sister and he goes that's your sister <laughs> you fucking sick freaks I don't fuck my own sister and he goes my dad's daughter yeah so they're only half yeah they're only half yeah, it's no big deal um and he's got a rapier and he, uh, uh, yeah he, he goes he over to a closet gets, gets a opens up and he has this display of, of swords, swords that is awesome that dude. every everyone wanted when I was a kid I yeah. saw and he goes <laughs> all the powers in the eye or all the powers in the world in the eye my friend and then the uh, the the his sister or wife I guess whatever pulls out an eyeball and throws it at him and he goes here catch and he goes what the fuck is this real and he goes 
Yeah, and that's when he gets the sword, tells him about all the about, and he yeah. and then he goes up and he go and he puts the rapier to his neck and he goes one more time, real slow. And then Gideon explains what happens, and then he goes, "Yeah, okay." And then Top Dollar runs him through with the rapier, but he won't die. And he goes to Tony Todd and he goes, "Die for fuck's sake! Can I borrow that?" And he shoots him and he goes, "Thank you." And, he, <laughs> and Tony Todd's gun is like this crazy futuristic, like holy shit pistol. It's an MP5. That is a semi-automatic, not a fully. Okay. And it just had. That was not an MP5. It's not. No. I can't ever fucking remember what it is, but I know I've seen it in hella movies. Like it was in Total Recall, and I've seen it hella like it is in Total Recall. Yeah. Futuristic movies. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember who makes it, but yeah, it's it's like a super crazy weapon. It just looked to me like an MP5 with a lot of attachments. I could be wrong. Well, it what? looks like it, it. Like the bullets are in like a, a top chamber. Oh, like a Fomus? almost like a paintball gun sort of thing. Or like a Fomus. Yeah. Yeah, like the French uh, top loading. Yeah, ones. yeah, exactly. Um, either way, uh, and he goes, "Thank you." And I, I do love the relationship between uh, Tony Todd and Top Dollar. Yeah. Did you notice Tony Todd wears that cool armor ring? Right. Did you know That's that? What it is. Did you know that was his idea? Okay. He said that it just made the character so complete. Just and, the ring? Because he has it in every scene. He'll have it on his hip and have his other hand behind him. Oh. He said, there was, he said it was like this armor ring just makes it like I'm the protector of Top okay. Dollar. Like it, yeah. it's, I am his armor. I'm his sentinel. And there's something about this ring. Like it's. Yeah. He just thought when he wore it, it made his character more like a. Um, st- like. I don't want to say the word stoic, but it made him more just a, uh, more fortitude. Or yeah, something. like it. Well, there was plus four to fortitude. Yeah, so that it, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, either way, I no. I, he he just even said he goes. I had the character in mind, and then when I put this on, it just all came together. That's dope, though. Yeah, it's interesting because I've heard about that before with other actors, where like one rain of like a belt or something yeah. like it just for whatever reason makes them feel like all right. I am this guy now. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Like, uh, back to one of our favorite movies, uh, Predator. Yeah. Um, they wanted each of the commandos to have a different face paint. Right, right. And it made them their own character. Like how Poncho has, like, the tiger stripe. Yeah. You know, and then uh, uh, Carl Weathers doesn't have any because he's not a part of the team. Yeah, okay. It's kind of like each kind of character has their own. So, no, no, you're, I'm with you. It's like a... Something you could look at and go, I'm that character yeah. kind of thing. It's a constant reminder. So um, anyway, Gideon's dead now, and Fun Boy's about to die. So Fun Boy, he goes, I, I love it when uh, Eric's over and he goes, does that hurt? And then meaning like, I'm going to make you not feel any pain. Yeah. So the door bashes open to the uh, uh, the bathroom, and we see uh, Darla there, yeah. and she's freaking the fuck out. She grabs a shaving mirror from the toilet uh, lid, and it's like one of those old schooly straight razors. Right, right. And she's holding it, and Eric just gives her a look like, "What are you gonna do with that?" And uh, he brings over um, Fun, Fun Boy, Boy to the bathroom yeah. to wake him up, and he turns on the shower, and then he turns to her, and there's this big musical cue, this. Doom. 
where you think he's going to do something to her. Yeah. But he doesn't. He puts her in like almost a half cross wing and he goes, look, look. And then she's staring in the mirror and he goes, mother is the name for God on the lips and hearts of all children. And he grabs her right arm and you just see like, like the, the heroin come the, out. Yeah. 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 And he goes, morphine is bad for you. Your daughter's on the streets looking for you. Do you understand? And that's when she runs out. That's when we see Darla leave and Gideon go up. So yeah. even though this is not 100% timeline, story-wise, it is. It is, yeah. So uh, then, um, is it the next morning where, with the egg cooking? No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. This is where he, the uh, fun boy kind of sobers up enough yeah. to where Eric can actually have fun in torturing him. And the best part about it is when he's getting all the morphine, fun boy goes, you're wasting it. Dude. <laughs> By the way, uh, Neo, I, I warned uh, Antonius, I'm going to do more voices on this than anything because I know them like that close. Am I doing a good job this far? Oh, yes. Wasting and for those curious, Tony Todd's weapon that he was using was a calico m950a machine pistol Mm. i do remember the word calico because in um phantom pain uh the metal gear ps4 game i had that gun and once uh, you said it, okay. like I had a mental, I'm like, you're right, because I remember it was like I it, like cats and one of those that you constantly see. You know what it is, but you can't ever think of the name. Yeah, it's funny. Most of my gun knowledge, besides movies, is from Metal Gear. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely an M4 and not an M16, because the difference between the M4 is the slide lock on the bottom. Only because I know Snake is like, yeah, Otacon. The M4 is different from the M16. It's got less jam rate. It uses less. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The AK-74U is different from the AK-747. First off, just by looking at it, it does not have a wood grain for lighter. They actually did a the 74U, a fiberglass grain. This actually adds for more upkick. You aim low in it. And you're like, all right, Snake. I didn't want to become a terrorist, but now I know more <laughs> about weapons. And I'm 14. Anyway, um, after this... We see Sarah riding around um, on the streets. Yeah. And she's almost hit by a car, and she's saved by Eric. And she goes, fucking psycho. Fuck you. Hey, you're a total bozo. I could have totally made it. And he goes, she goes, uh, and he goes, sorry. And she, she looks over, and she goes, are you supposed to be some, some fucking kind of clown or something? And he goes, sometimes. She goes, you know, it sucks. It's more like surfing than skating. I just wish it would stop raining. Can't rain all the time. Eric, and then we get our cut. Now, am I not mistaken? Do we cut to the next? The next scene is, um, uh, Ernie Hudson's character. He's Albrecht. At, he's looking through files at home. No, no, no. no. He's getting oh, him from the, the black girl. That's right. The other officer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His soon-to-be ex-wife. Yeah, exactly. So she's looking through things. Wait a minute, in real life? Are you serious? No, in the movie. Oh. <laughs> so um, she goes, I got these files for you, and don't say 
I'll I'll get you back and he goes or I owe you one. Yeah. And uh he starts coloring in the Oh face. no no we haven't seen him yet. Sorry. Right before the whole Sarah encounter, we see um when people are, are freaking out about the fire from Gideon's uh Eric Draven's walking and Albrecht comes up and he goes, Freeze! Freeze! I said, Don't move, motherfucker, I'll blow your fucking yeah. head off crack at and he goes or he goes, don't move, don't move. And he goes, I always thought the police say freeze. And he goes, I am the police. And I say, don't move. And he goes, or don't move and you're dead, Snow White. And he goes, well, I say I'm dead. And I move. And he goes, oh, get get on the corner. Get on the corner right now. And he goes, I'm going to call backup shit. I'm not down with this mime shit. And he goes, uh, Officer Albrecht? And he goes, you know me? You high? And he goes, uh. You remember me. My name's Eric Draven. And he goes, Eric Draven's dead, my friend. He goes, do you remember Shelly? Shelly Webster? And he goes, Shelly Webster's dead as well. Uh, uh, what does it got to do with anything? And he goes, um, and they kind of talk a little bit. And he goes, uh, yeah. how about Tintin? Do you like the jacket? And he goes, you're the man that murdered Tintin. And he says, they're all dead. They just don't know it yet. Yeah. They're all dead the moment they touched her. And he goes, and then there's some writers in the back. And he goes, he's looking around and he's like, what the fuck do I do? And and then he goes, uh, you stay right there. And he turns around and then he's gone. And he goes, oh, God damn it. We got that shot, the 360 shot that goes around. And he goes, right, right. At least he didn't do that walking in the wind shit. Man, I hate that. <laughs> so now we cut. Um, sorry, I forgot that part. Remember, all in memory. Now uh, he's coloring in after his, I guess, ex-wife. You say, yeah. He's he's got the Eric Draven file and he's co- coloring in the face, the face to be the crow. And yeah. he's looking. He goes, Shelley Webster and her rock star boyfriend both murdered. And she goes, they were fighting tenant um, eviction, eviction, yeah, from that neighborhood. And he goes, I know. And then she sees him coloring in. She goes, you're gonna be walking a fucking school crosswalk this is the reason why <laughs> you got denounced from detective and now you're a b cop yeah so be a b cop so then anyway if i'm not kidding uh d- is this the cut to where ernie hudson's is still looking at the uh files and eric draven comes through the window and they yeah. have a bud light am i right or did i miss anything no you're right no yeah i think that's it yeah yeah, Eric even gives him crap because he still has his hat on. No, I was going to get to that. So, so Eric comes in the window, right? And Ernie Hudson's walking around, and he's still got his hat on, the gun's on the table, and he's smoking his cigarette, and he's looking and, at the files. But what we mean he still has his hat on is he's wearing a white beater and boxers and his, and his police hat. hat. Yeah. Yeah. And and like those socks that come up to like near ankle, <laughs> or, or uh, sorry, mid thigh. Mid thigh, yeah, yeah. And uh, he goes freeze, and he goes shit, and he drops his beer. He's yeah. drinking like a beer, and he goes, "Don't fucking do that, man." And he goes, and then uh, he walks over, and uh, he goes, "I saw you die, man. You fell out a window." And um, uh, Eric is just like. Um, you know, and he goes. He walks over to the files, and he sees like his band picture with the coloring. And he goes, "Good likeness." <laughs> now, here's one thing I love about this movie is, and another thing that's the biggest problem. It's so cool. There's so many little Ghostbusters s jokes. Yeah, and there's so much cool music and stuff that it takes you out of the darkness. 
this is one of those genuine moments, though, right, that right. I could tell that that was not in the script and they just kept it. Good likeness. <laughs> I don't know. For whatever. You can't write that. That's got to be kind of like an improv She's, thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So anyway, he goes, I watched you die, man. And uh, he goes, what about Shelly? And he, and he goes, uh, in and out of uh, critical condition, this and that. She was in coma. And he goes, hey, man, look at the file. I stayed with her all the time. I did all I could. I mean, what was I supposed to do? And then uh, Eric goes over and touches his head. And this part I hate and love. Here's why I hate it. It's super over dramatic goth. And every goth kid at the time thought they had this power. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I remember that, unfortunately. People thought they were psychic. It's like they watched the craft and thought they were witches. Yeah. They watched this and thought they were psychic. Not not a thing, guys. I'm sorry. Dude, it's called D&D. It involves dice. Don't do it in real life. You're just going (laughs) to embarrass yourself and not get pussy. Yeah. So anyway, I saw her. I saw her through your eyes. We were there the whole time. And he goes, hey, man. 32 hours. Yeah. Uh, Then they actually kind of do something I really dig. Okay. They sit down and have a beer. Yeah. And a cigarette. And they just talk. Not about the case. Not about a murder. Right. They just, one cop talking... Here's the weird thing it's to think about. It's just one dude talking to another because he takes off his hat. He's relinquishing yeah. that role. Yeah. And he's like, now we're equals. Yeah. And that's why he goes, I thought I'd use the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's the same thing. Right. You know, it's kind of like when Gordon, uh, Commissioner Gordon and Batman have a good rapport, Batman uses the door. Right. You know, for everyone else, he doesn't. No. So, but the cool thing about it is, is they're sitting there and they're just bullshitting for a second. And he goes, um... You married, you know, because he sees the ring and he goes, well, yeah, well, I, I was about to go through divorce and he goes, well, what happened? And they actually start just having a, you know, uh, well, I'm caught up in work, this and that. And he goes, you know, it's a trivial thing. So he goes, what do you mean? And he goes, you know, it's trivial. Trivial things used to mean so much to Shelly. I thought they didn't mean anything. Yeah. And then, um, believe me, nothing, nothing is trivial. Yeah. And uh, there's a really great interview um, right after filming the scene that you can actually look up. Uh, it's Brandon Lee's last interview. I don't know. Should I play it maybe at the end of the episode? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, he said that, <laughs> sad thing too, this is like a week and a half before he died. He said that he's going to start approaching life that nothing is trivial. Every sunrise could be your last. Yeah. Every time you go to the beach and just hang out for a day every time you go to san francisco and just pretend to be a tourist every you know could be your last time yeah like you he goes when's the last time you watched a favorite movie and it stuck with you or when's the last time you did something with your you know friends or your girl or whatever and it stuck with you it's like you don't plan those things like you could plan every birthday in your birthday party but the little moments like you and I, uh, Antonius, doing like um, uh, the episode um, "If It Bleeds." Yeah, I laughed so hard during that. I'm, I, and I remember exactly where we filmed it. It's not even my favorite episode, but the moment of filming it, yeah, yeah, made it so great. You know what I mean? Like I remember, I could listen back to that, and there's a memory in my head. Right, we could see each other. Yeah. While we're listening. The funny thing is I listen back to it and I'm like, I don't remember saying that. I don't really remember saying that. I just remember this and this and this beat. 
or like for instance um you know maybe it wasn't the uh oh here goes an example um when you discovered a restaurant yeah like even though it it wasn't your regular haunt, you're like, man, I went there and I had the best carnitas tacos. Yeah, and like I'll never forget. And maybe you can go back three times and then become normal to you, but you right. remember that first. Oh my god, it was so good. It like was life changing tacos. Right. I really like their conversation because they totally forget about the crime element, and it's taking a breather from our horror movie, or not horror movie, our. Uh, revenge plot yeah it's like a good cigarette break and they're literally having having a cigarette cigarette. and a beer (laughs) you know and i i really do like that so then after this who do we have left we have skank we have skank and we have t-bird yes yeah which t-bird gets his next t-bird and skank are running together right first we have our wake-up call in the morning when uh, Sarah is playing, when he, when she remembers the can't rain all the time thing, right? Yeah. So she's going through her records, and she sees Hangman's Joke. Now, here's another thing. In Top Dollar's bar, you see the Hangman's Joke uh, promotional picture. Right, right. And everyone that walks by touches it. Like, they know. They, they knew him. They yeah. knew him, yeah. So those are like regulars. So uh, she plays the record, and... You know, she goes, oh, it was, it was Eric, right? But, and then um, next morning, the mom's there. Well, it's cool because when she plays the record, she's kind of like hanging out for a second. And I think the crow. Yeah. Magic by, the crow. Magic pops by. And the record skips. Skips at it on- can't rain all the time. Can't rain all the time. Can't rain all the time. Yeah. And then she goes, Eric. And then she falls asleep holding the record. Yeah. And the mom is sitting there cooking. Right. I love this scene. So uh, she looks back. She smiles. She's dressed kind of like trashy, hoary. But you could tell she like tried to clean up. Yeah. And she's like being very, very like, uh, I don't want to say tweaker esque, but very yeah, but like manic. Haphazard. Yeah. Manic. Manic. Yeah. And she's cleaning everything up and she goes, Oh, hi. Um, uh, what do you want for breakfast? Uh, bacon and eggs? And then Sarah will looks up and she's holding the record and she goes, what time is it? And um, she should be in school. Yeah. She's not, but one step at a time. And then uh, Darla is like, a, I like, remember you used to like him over, uh, Did you? I forgot, did you like him sunny side up or over easy? And she's like, what did you take to have to be mother of the year, Darla? And she goes, no, it was nothing I took. It was just somebody woke me up. And then you see Sarah gets the eyes like, yeah, oh, okay. And then uh, she goes, like, you don't have to do this. And she goes, I want to do it. And she goes, I don't even like eggs. And she goes, so what is it now, black coffee and cigarettes? And then she kind of turns around and she goes, Fuck it. I'm no good at this mommy shit. And she's about to throw it out. And she goes, over easy. I like him. Over easy. And it's great because she's about to flip him out. And she just goes. Whoosh. Yeah. And she calls her mom for the first time. She goes, I like him over easy, mom. Yeah. And then we cut to after this, we go straight to nighttime. Um, and we now see. Um, I think that was the only daylight scene. Yeah. Yeah. It was. 
Then we cut to Ernie Hudson's character, Albrecht, um, meets up with Sarah at the hot dog place. Yep. And uh, she, oh, no, 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 wait. No, no, sorry. During the day, she goes to the apartment to see. Oh, that's right. Okay. And she. And this is where Draven. Yeah. First she meets Gabriel. Yeah. She goes, she's like going, hello, hello, blah, blah. And she, and Gabriel, you're not dead. I don't think you're dead. Are you dead? Are you? I don't know. (laughs) And then she's like, uh, I remembered your song, Can't Rain All the Time, right? That was your song, right? And then. Eric was just there like 30 minutes ago or maybe even five minutes ago because you see all the ripped up pictures in, right. the, in the fire. That he Wasn't was sit- he like hiding from her? Yes. While she's looking around? Yeah. No, because he hears her coming up and he's gone. Yeah. And then um, when she comes up, actually this is pre-sunrise because we actually see sunrise. Uh, and then she goes like, can't rain all time. That was you, wasn't it? Oh, Eric, come on. Like. Fine, fuck you forever. And then he, uh, you don't even care. And he goes, Sarah, I do care. And that's actually when you see the sunrise. Yeah. So she gives him a hug, and then uh, there's a cutout scene here. Mm-hmm. Um, the cutout scene was basically him telling her, "I can't be your friend." Yeah. Because I'm dead and you're alive. Okay. But what he meant very, by it was is what he meant by it was is I'm dead. You're alive, and there's gangsters after me. Right. Is what he meant, but she didn't take it that way. Yeah, yeah. But the idea is, like, they'll use you to leverage to get at me. Oh, 100%. Like, they'll torture you. So that's why he was hiding for her, and he explains it very well. She doesn't take it that way. So anyway, um, back to uh, uh, what we went to. So she meets up with the cop. Now, she's got Gabriel with her. Yeah. And... and, uh, uh, her and Ernie Hudson are sitting there, and he she won't talk. And he goes, "Hey, Sarah, what's going on?" And he goes, "Oh, you too. Everyone in my life's ignoring me." And she goes, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "I don't know. You wouldn't believe me." And she goes, "Oh, so you ta- saw him too, huh?" Yeah. And then she goes, uh, "If someone's dead, they can't come back, right?" And he mm. goes, "That's what I thought." <laughs> there you go. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> then we cut to. Uh, Eric Draven finally playing his last guitar solo. Yeah. Um, and uh, On a rooftop. It's super dope scene. It just kind of pans up the building. And yeah. you hear him play. And oh, so dope. But just before that, we see the crow flying over and we see ter- T-Bird's uh, hot rod. Yeah. And then uh, they park and they go, fire it up. Fire it up. And then T-Bird goes to Skank and goes, Smokes, road beers, make it quick. And I'm on it. So then anyway, <laughs> Skank runs in, and he just starts opening bags of chips yeah, and just throwing them all eating. in his mouth. Yeah. And he goes over to an arcade ba- game about to play it and decides not to, and then goes and grabs a bunch of beers, and he's got like a whole thing of just like crackhead snacks. Like, what a crackhead. I don't know. Okay, have you ever seen a crackhead shop ever? I don't pay attention to it, honestly. Spend more time in Vallejo. They always grab sugars, fats, and and beers. So yeah. it's always like chips, snowballs, or Twinkies, ho hos, just yeah, yeah, sugar, yeah. salt, and then beer because you could drink be- like when you're on those drugs, you could drink beer like forever and you don't get drunk. <laughs> oh, you really don't. Um. Anyway, and then uh, he looks outside because. Uh, 
T-Bird is going to light another cigar with his um, his uh, Zippo, and then all of a sudden the the Eric comes behind him, puts a hand on his head, and and like the big pistol. Yeah, you know uh, who was this was Funboy's Fun pistol. Boys, yeah. I just realized that by the way. <laughs> I fucking swear to God, I never put oh, two and two together. Okay, and he goes drive, and he goes, "What the fuck you want, man?" He goes, "Who are you?" And he goes. I am your passenger. And he p- grabs his his Tipperello and drops it in his crotch, and he goes, drive. And then uh, the best line in the movie, Skank goes, what is happy horseshit? <laughs> He's got chips coming out of his mouth. They drive off, and he goes, oh, you're the one that did Tintin. Oh, we can use you. you know. And they're having this whole conversation, or at least – T-Bird's trying to have a conversation right. with Eric. Eric's not having it. He's giving directions. Meanwhile, Skank the bitch is following them. But first, to get a vehicle, he runs and jumps. And it's a little tiny Honda. It's like a little Geo Metro. Yeah, a little Honda. rabbit. And he jumps up and he does an elbow drop to it. He goes, get over the car. And then this dude that comes out who's like six foot yeah, four. he's crazy tall. And he goes, stupid ass hair. What are you doing on my car? And then Skank punch one he socks kicked, him. He, yeah, he hit. Yeah, kicks I think he him kicks and, him in the nuts and then knocks him out. They got fucking foreign cars. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps in the car and starts speeding off, and like he is so huffing and puffing that there's so much fog. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, T Bird and and uh, Draven drive by these cops, and he goes. Hey, can you pass me the cream? And he goes, I hate this. We can't eat cream. Call it cream legally anymore. You know, it's funny is like that was the beginning of the PC. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So um, then the the other cop goes, what the crap? Which I hate that line. Throws it on the other. Ah! So now that we have a high-speed chase, we have T-Bird in front. We have the cop. And then we have fucking skank driving the uh, Honda Rabbit or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. Uh, 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 sorry, um, Volkswagen Rabbit. And they're speed weaving. I really like this scene because the way Alex Perez does the uh, the streets, like, from the top view. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though they're models, it really likes, looks like we have, like, a Fast and Furious type chase, but gritty and dark yeah. and gr- grimy and, you know. No, it's it's super dope. Yeah, I kind of like the ab- above view of what's going on, you know, rather than the from the driver's right, right. view, because it kind of makes us see like what's going on. Well, anyway, T Bird and Eric outrun the cops. Well, no, because what happens uh, is Skank is kind of weaving they around get, uh, that T bone. Yeah, the, yeah, the cops end up T boning Skank, so then T Bird and Draven get away. Yeah. And they pull up to this, I don't know, it's like a, a shipping dock. A pier. Pier, yeah, yeah. And this is when um, we see uh, it just cuts to T-Birds already practically got a whole roll of duct tape around him. Yeah. And a bungee cord around his foot. And he goes, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I never did nothing. And he goes, oh, oh, you're talking about... Oh, it was supposed to be a fucking sweeping clear. They weren't even supposed to be there. Some some girl and her fucking hotshot rock star boy. What? What? What do you want? What do you Speak to me. Speak. Speak to me. And he looks at him and he goes, It's you. 
And then we get a great flashback. It goes back to the rape scene. Department of Housing? Housing? Oh, okay. We're going to have to... Let's redecorate. Abash the devil stood... While she's getting raped, dude. This guy is like reading this. Abash the devil stood and saw how awful goodness is. How virtue is the rape of pity. Right? And then, oh no, it's not you. We threw you out the window. There ain't no coming back. 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 And then finally, he's like taping up his taping head up to his the head. seat while and he's then, freaking out. And then he goes, the devil stood and saw awful goodness. And then Eric grabs the throttle, which is entombed with the duct tape and the bungee cord, which makes his foot floor it. And he goes over to the emergency brake, pulls it, and he goes, and saw how awful. And then you see Eric Draven puts up his two fingers for the toodaloo. Yeah. And there's all the dynamite they were supposed to use to burn down the city in the back of the T-Bird. And he hits the button and boom. Yeah. Like it explodes with like, the car comes apart like a Hot Wheels model. Dude, it was... In pieces. <laughs> you see the whole axle fly off. Shit does a full front flip yeah. before it hits the water. Great scene. Yeah. What is your... Okay, we almost got... We got through the big three. The, uh, not the biggest three, but of the henchmen, Skank's kind of the bitch. Yeah. Now, this movie, even though there's only Revenge of Four Kills... It seems like there's been a lot more, huh? But there hasn't. No, there hasn't. I mean, it's just the way the kills deaths, are done the are they so are. yeah, yeah, are so done well. Um, who do you think has the best death so far? Because they're all good. Mine is probably Fun Boy, just because when it cuts back to like the it's murder so scene and all the needles yeah. sticking out of them and everything. Yeah, it's just it's so just dark and and disgusting, but like you're you're like kind of happy you're like that that's like uh, a poetic justice i like this one the best and the reason why is because the acting where eric doesn't need to say anything yeah his facial expressions say everything and that other actor uh his name escapes me at the at the moment he acts his balls off yes he's talking to a mirror speak to me speak like the he acts so fucking well yeah you know that it's just like you could see the trauma, and I love it in this movie where it's like, you, you're, you're back. And Tintin doesn't notice it. Mm-hmm. Fun Boy doesn't notice nope. it. Nope. But he does. Yeah. Just like how Albrecht does. There's a connection there. Okay. Of, oh, fuck, guilt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Because Skank doesn't have it. Remember, Skank put, Skank's dead. Skank's over there. You know, Skank doesn't even feel remorse. It seems like T-Bird out of everyone feels the most remorse. It's like, yeah, he actually has some level of decency. I just think it comes full circle with him, and it comes full circle with Arbeck. It comes full circle with Sarah. Yeah. I wouldn't even say it comes full circle with Top Dollar. No. But it comes full circle with T-Bird. I think that T-Bird was the last kill where it was like, that was something I needed to do. Yeah. You know, him reading poetry to his girl while she's being raped. 
he's the one that's you're going to go the way you came in yeah. with fire. So now the next morning, we have the uh, the detective that replaced Albrecht, and he goes, hey, this is the third turf hit, and and uh, your, your night uh, – you're you're your, not yeah, yeah, like, yeah what the fuck man your street demons ain't lighting fires they're showing up dead and he goes should have zigged when he should have zagged and he, goes, <laughs> he goes you're holding something back this clown guy this mime out there is killing people this vigilante killer and you're fucking and he goes hey you know what you're the detective you tell me and he goes all right i'll tell you asshole i just called ia welcome to the first day of your suspension <laughs> Suspension for what? Disorderly conduct. Get me the press secretary. And you know what's funny though? Give me the, the captain. Give me the captain. He says bull fucking shit. But in the TV version that's only aired, from my knowledge, tw- twice, he says bull flipping spit. <laughs> to this day, I will say bull flipping spit. Yep. It's like stop the bike, bull flipping spit. It's just part of my lexicon now. <laughs> Neo, did I miss anything? Are, are, are we on par here? No, but I feel that for all of us and all the viewers at home, no one would miss that detective. Agreed. I have a rebuttal, if I may. If it would have been played by Andrew Divoff, it would have been great. And I always said this, that guy looks like Andrew Divoff. And they were around the same time, and Andrew Divoff was cheap. I don't know why they didn't get Andrew Divoff. Hmm. Who's Andrew Divoff? Wishmaster. That guy would have been perfect. Plus, you already had Tony Todd there. But Andrew Divoff Uh, and that guy have a very similar look. But Andrew Divoff can act, and this guy can't. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. No, but I'm with you, though. But I think the reason why he's there is because to make it seem like Albrecht isn't, you know. He's not squeaky clean. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah. Albrecht, even though he's for the greater good, does things that are not above board. He's like a maverick. Plays by his own rules. Exactly. So um, now he's suspended. And now... This is the part where we see Eric Draven playing the guitar. And as he plays the guitar, he uh, gets really into it. And he starts, like, you know, smashing the guitar and everything else. And then we go into what's going to be our finale scene. Uh, One would say a climax. Now, you know the funny thing? This movie's only uh, an hour and 41 minutes long. Yeah. This movie flies by, like, an episode of, like, a, 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 a cartoon show. Like, a comic book cartoon show. It, this the pacing on it is fantastic. Fantastic, yeah. We're already like it really does. <clears throat> it really does. Um, so then we get our after the flesh uh, part. Uh, someone go on uh, describe the um, not the goth bar, the pit, but I think it's called the gear uh, 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 top dollars spot. Oh, so this is where like the uh, what's the big the, shootout's the, gonna the go. Band and everything. What the what was their fucking name? The, they're like ministry. Well, oh, come on. They were better in military. You mean this band right here? Yes, I do mean this band right here. It's got a dope stage, but yeah, top dollars upstairs. 
Um, oh, hold on. Sweet Caroline. Ba-ba-ba. No, these ads have been so good. <laughs> I'm the way to go. I'm the way of the future. So... We get a scene of the crow flying through the city, yeah, and we hear this, and we're like, "Oh shit, shit's yeah. gonna go down." Because it's like, "Oh, dude, if you were goth industrial music, you know shit's gonna go down." There's a lot of innocent people being crucified. So then the m- music cuts down a little bit like that, right? And we actually see our. Um, you know, uh, everyone getting ready. Uh, everyone meaning like the uh, the um, the gang, right? Yeah. And uh, top dollars there, and uh, Tony Todd. If I'm not mistaken, zombies. Uh, sorry, zombies. Uh, Neo, correct me on this. Uh, they're holding. He's holding Skank like in a fucking like uh, crossface chicken wing, right? Like this, and he and and he's just holding him. And he goes. Well, well, well. Devil's night's upon us again. And uh, uh, they're like, and uh, I think it's time to quit, boys. Like, and this Stu comes up and he goes, what you mean, boss? You don't want five time for the whole city? He goes, no. No, you know, Devil's night, I started this and invent something. Now you know what they got? Devil's night greeting card. It's a joke. You know, you start something, becomes an idea. That idea becomes an institution. That institution got lost. So, we're done. No. No, we're not done. I say, we light more fires. We light so many fires that gods will see us again. You, what's your name? Skank, Skank, how you feel right now? I feel like a big fucking worm on a little fucking hook. Oh, <laughs> you feel like a little fucking worm on a big fucking hook. We're going to light so many fires that gods will wreck. And then all of a sudden, Ka-caw! who the fuck let that in? Gentlemen. And then Eric walks in. So you're the Avenger, huh? Killer of killers. I just want him. Well, you can have him. I see you made your decision. Let's see you enforce it. Oh, he's boring the fuck out of me. Shoot the motherfucker. <laughs> then we get one of the coolest shootout scenes. By the way, why goth industrial plays? <laughs> and we get sword play. We get all this great stuff, right? And um, it's it's like... Dude, it gets it. This scene is so. Again, the worst part about this movie is it knows it's this cool. Yeah, right. You made a music video out of like a slaughter, of basically. He, but because the music behind it makes it way too. Neo, back me up on this. What do you think about this? I mean, you chime in. Like, I think that. The music, as great as it is, hurts this movie. I could see your argument. 
but the music definitely sets the tone coming forward. A hundred percent. But midway through this, they cut the music and just have like the soundtrack score, right? right? And it makes it darker when he when he picks up the uh, sword and goes, "You're all going to die." Yeah. Anyway, we have an action scene here. A lot of people thought this was the shooting scene. It wasn't. Um, where Eric Draven gets shot, and then uh, you see Top Dollar go, ooh, that had to hurt. And then he gets, he's under the table and yeah, just starts yeah. fucking murder people under the table, and then Top Dollar gets the fuck out of there. No, first he grabs Skank as a, a bullet shield, and then he gets the fuck out of there. Skank starts grabbing everyone to use them as a bullet shield. Yeah, yeah. The Crow, Eric Draven, and Magic the Crow lay waste this whole room to the point where they run out of bullets and Draven notices there's a bunch of swords yeah. conveniently located. But instead of going for the rapier, he goes for the katana. Oh, of course. And dude, he starts wasting mother... And I love this. And I love the, how you see the cocaine in the air like floating and oh, you see the dollars yeah. slowly drop where it looks like it's more fast motion than it is. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like he's moving on unearthly speed because right. of the way things are falling. Which, that was a dope effect. That's a dope effect. Yeah. And I feel like The Matrix copied this kind of shit. Also Miramax. Oh, that's, okay, good point. And uh, The Matrix totally right. I remember when I was a kid, people go, when I because I had long black hair and a trench coat, they called me The Crow, and then when Matrix came out, they go, what's up, Neo? And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can you call me Scott Hall or Undertaker or something? No, cool? no. No, apparently not. Well, you know. Anyway. Uh, Draven lays waste to everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And then saves Skank for last. And he grabs him and he goes, I guess guess not a good day to be a bad guy, Skank. And he goes, Skank's dead. Skank's over there. And he goes, that's right. And he throws him out the window and... uh, He drops down. Yeah. And then a bunch of cops are like, what the crap? And then uh, that's when he's looking at the window and the cops are like, police, that's all she wrote. Moving, you're dead. And he goes, he puts up his hands and goes, nah, da, da, da. and he does that Joker thing yeah. that Heath Ledger rips yeah. off. Same thing. Like, you know when he has his grenade in his pocket? Yeah, yeah, He yeah. does the same fucking walk. Just saying. <laughs> now we have the helicopter scene where the helicopter's out after Draven shooting at him. He's doing his rolls and dodges and ducks. More he- rooftop parkour yeah. fucking shit. Yeah. Now, I have a theory about this. Okay. Notice he doesn't move as quick as he did. Oh, because he's starting to, like, become mortal again? So, I know all y'all niggas give me shit about loving Insane Clown Posse. Yes. There is a song called Seven. Okay. It is on Riddlebox. It is based off of this, but the idea is the same. Seven people will die tonight. That caused my murder. It's a great song, dude. Okay. Even if you don't like Insane Clown Posse, if you like horrorcore, like horror, uh, like horror music, yeah. Not even if it's got to be hip hop or whatever, because it's like guitars in there and shit. Okay. So the song is about a dude who gets killed by seven cops and one by one murders them. Oh wow! Now, as he murders them, he becomes weaker and weaker and weaker. So the end lyric is, even though there's just one left, I feel my bones becoming stiff, and now I wander aimlessly. The spirits have abandoned me. My limbs are falling piece by piece. Anyway, 
Same thing with this. It seems like after he kills Skank, I'm not saying he's mortal. Right. But he's like out of juice. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, because once he escapes this, right, or he tries to escape, he's not escaping very well. No. Albrecht picks him up in his Lincoln, and he goes, so many cops, you think they're handing out donuts, you know? <laughs> and he stops at a stoplight, and then Eric leaves, and he goes, I knew you'd yeah. fucking do that. But then he looks over, and there's blood on his seat. Yeah. Right? Now, normally mm -hmm. those bullet holes just cleared up. Yeah. So what's going on here? Maybe because he killed the four... His powers are, like, going away. Yeah, yeah. So, and anyway, then Eric runs over to, and he's, like, all beaten up and stuff, right? He's going over to the grave to go back to her. Now, re-watching this, I was like, why does he go back? It makes sense. He has no quarrel with Top Dollar whatsoever. No, not at all, He yeah. just wanted to kill the four rapists and murderers. Right. So he goes down there, and he's sitting there, and he's touching your grave, and there's kind of like a weird look in his eye, like, okay, do I just disappear? What's happening? Right, right. But anyway, then we see Magic the Crow's eye of, they realize, uh, because they're in a car going over uh, a bridge in Detroit. I don't know which one it is. And Top Dollar, it, uh, we see his, um, his wife slash sister going, the crow is his link. To the valley of the living and the valley for the dead. And then you see Tony Todd goes, show killed a bird. And the man dies. And then you see uh, uh, Michael Wincott goes, <laughs> so get the crow. Anyway, I don't know how they learn of Sarah. Yeah. But then if you think back, we do see that. Uh, Tony Todd's character goes to the Eric Draven gravesite and notices pushed open. Yeah. I don't know how he learns of Sarah, but he does. I think it's because he sees her wandering around, but he kidnaps I, her. I think he sees her leaving the apartment. Like she goes back to try and find him again, and he sees uh, her and kidnaps her. So then the, the Magic the Crow sees this, and Draven gets up and drops the flowers and runs over. Yeah. And this is the beginning of our church scene. Right. And the church scene's great. Um, I know I played in the beginning, but I did actually save some battle do, music. Do it again. I, I'm gonna. Do it again. I'm gonna. Play it. I will. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's got to be lower, though. A little lower. Yeah. A little lower. Sorry, guys. So, we see her getting grabbed, and she goes, Eric! And then you see the, the eye of the crow yeah. going, and then he gets up, and he starts just booking it towards the... Uh, towards the church. Towards the church. And then we get the scene that I've always loved, and I've told three people this, and they go, oh, my God, you're right. What is your favorite scene in um, any of the Lord of the Rings movies? Uh, I have no idea. What's your favorite Nick? scene? Nick? Yeah. Uh, no, he didn't, I need her to watch them. When Aragorn opens the uh, doors like that. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Ripped off from this movie. 100% ripped off from this movie. When Eric opens yeah. up, the, it's the same 
And I didn't even realize it till I rewatched yeah, this. Yeah, the wide shot and his head down. Yeah, and he's just pushing it open. The exact same. The shot. exact scene. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I didn't even put those two together until I rewatched it. Ah, uh, okay. So anyway, um, then uh, this is where Eric walks in. Give me the girl, and he could right. But then Tony Todd takes a shot with like a, a sniper rifle, right. like a different one, a really cool gun. Hits the bird, and Eric looks a little uh oh. And then uh, Michael Wincott comes up and he goes, "Let me do a little impression for you." Car, car, bang, fuck, I'm dead. I think that uh, more out mortality is gonna be catching up with us a little bit, friend. And he shoots him. Yeah, right and he in goes, the shoulder. And he goes, "Fuck." And he falls down and he goes, I think that life is uh, definitely turning 180 on us. Hasn't it? And he punches him in the face. And then, um, let the girl go and I'll let you walk out of here. Um, let me rethink that. And then a flare shoots in. Yeah. And guess who it is? Ernie Hudson. Motherfucking Chief Albrecht comes in. Uh, like a baller. Like a fucking boss. And... He even says, uh, I think, or he doesn't say, I think I'm getting too old for the shit, but he says something similar because they're doing the exact same scene in a way from Ghostbusters and from Batman. Yeah, yeah. With the whole church staircase. Right, right. It's almost the same as as Batman. It is, 100%. Especially with the Pew shootout scene. There's a great scene too where they're sh- doing a shootout and you just see Eric Draven just jump and land between like three pews. Yeah. He's just got like, ah! <laughs> they make their fight upstairs and they Ernie Hudson gets Tony hit. Todd. Take out Tony Todd. Uh, uh, Ernie Hudson does. Sis- sister. She shoots uh, Ernie Hudson and then um, Draven goes up and she goes, This is the power you've had and now it is mine. It is a shame there was enough time to be us. And he goes, us, bitch. And the crow pecks out her eyes. Yeah. She falls down. Grabs the bell. And then, bing. And this great scene where Ernie Hudson, you just see his eyes go up and down. And he goes, huh. (laughs) (laughs) Now we have the one-on-one boss battle. Yeah. Right. So Top Dollar is like. You know, he goes, let her go. You can have me. I won't fight you. And he goes, okay. And he throws her off the building. She's hanging on to the side. And then he's got his katana. And then fucking Eric runs over and he grabs like a, the gargoyle. Uh, what would you call that? Widow's walk uh, arc. Oh, yeah. What is, it's like a, a lightning rod. It's a lightning rod. It's a widow, yeah. widow's walk arc. He grabs it and it gets struck by lightning. They get in a fucking sword fight. They get into it. And then, uh, but, you know, it's not, Eric's trying to save Sarah, so he's going out of his way to try to protect her, and that's when he gets impaled when he saves her, like, boom. And now they're in the corner, and this is great, too. Uh, Eric's makeup is, like, kind of worn off, and I love, I love Michael Wincott. He goes, you know, shame that happened with you and your fiance. Ain't nothing goes in this city without me. I'm really sorry what happened to you and your girlfriend. He goes, I just want to let you know you put a smile on my face. My dad always said, every man has his demon. And I'm glad I found you. And he goes, I have something for you too. 
42 hours of pain all at once all for you and then we see the hospital scene of course with the black uh blue and red scenes yeah yeah see- yeah and then he falls and he falls right on a gargoyle that's a rain release gargoyle yeah. and just pours out blood what? oh so dope it is great and then we see the aftermath of course sarah him and uh and uh, uh albrecht are sitting there and he goes let me get a cigarette and he goes things i i quit as of tomorrow if i live and of course <laughs> the detective comes in and goes what the fuck happened here? And he goes, I don't know. I just need to go to church on Sunday. Haven't been in a while. And, and, he, and he grabs him and he goes, you missed it. And he goes, get him the fuck out of here. So anyway, we get a cool like little dialogue from Sarah. Yeah. About how everything kind of worked out. And then we get a really, I'm not going to say great scene, but there's a, a really cool scene where he's shivering at uh, her grave. At Shelly's grave. And Shelly comes over and she looks like fucking really great. And the cool thing about this, you can't tell what Wraith's ethnicity or whatever. She looks like a, an angel where she could yeah. be any race, kind it's of. It's just like, yeah, like that golden silhouette. Yeah. And very plat. Yeah. And very shiny. And yeah, it's, it's fucking really cool. And then, um, you know, we kind of pan back and we notice there's no fires, which yeah. kind of make it cool. And uh, then we get the uh, the crow. Yeah. And don't uh, forget that as it's paying up, the sky is clear. That, yeah, yeah, that's all, yeah. There's no it fires. It finally stopped raining. And there's no fires. It can't rain all the time. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about this. There's a scene. Right before he goes to the grave, where he's got his arm on a uh, a fire escape, and a bunch of kids run by in costumes, and they have their flashlights, yeah. and they're going in slow mo, and they bump into him, and he starts laughing, and uh, they film like the flashlights on him, and and they're yeah. running around him, and then they run away. There's a spot where it stops on Brandon Lee's face for a good five six seconds, mm-hmm. and that was really. Like Alex Price going, there should be a Brandon Lee this date to this date in the film. Oh. But he didn't work well with test audiences. Right, right. But it's still there. It just doesn't say his birth and death. But there's this, why would they keep that in where it stops and it, for like a good three solid seconds? Yeah, yeah, because he's smiling and it does that pause yeah. on it. Yeah. So you notice that, I notice that. Right. Uh, I talked to Obar about that, and they go, yeah, that w- there was going to be something about that, and it just never happened. Okay. Well, guys, I think we did it, man. Oh, hell yeah, we did it. So, The Crow. <laughs> Perfect timing. That's why I do radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking fantastic movie. Uh, teenage Angst, my favorite movies. Always loved it. As far as comic book movies concerned, I don't think it can be beaten. And um, we'll say this though: uh, How do you say uh, our new rating system? If it's not, if it doesn't break the crow, it doesn't break ninety. Yeah, I agree Great. with that. Great, cool. Um, 
shit, man. It's been a good spooky season. We did a lot of good movies. Yeah, I can't wait for the next spooky season. I got to throw this out uh, in case you're listening now. I don't know when this is going to actually release. This is your last chance to get into the December uh, uh, Stop the Bike Club. We got some cool... Dude, Neo, we got some cool gifts picked out for you. Personalized ones. Nah. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, we do. I, I'm, I'm personally looking forward to my personalized copy of 13 Ghosts. Oh, it's beyond that, baby. It's beyond yeah. that. <laughs> there might be a used condom in there. there yeah. It'd be better to watch than 13 Ghosts. Just know anyway. we took a mold of something for you. Yeah, a plaster caster of every guest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but, um, man, um, fuck, dude. You know what sucks is... As we record this, we're at the end of October. Yeah. When this airs, if you're not a Patreon member, you're getting this probably like around Thanksgiving. Fuck, man. There's not enough. Even though we do a horror movie podcast, there's... Ugh, I want excuses to watch more horror movies. <laughs> hey, Neo, have you ever watched Return of the Killer Tomatoes? Yeah. It's been a very long time. We just watched it yeah, uh, the other night. Yeah, Tuesday night. So on After Dark, if you want to talk about it, cool. If not, whatever. But um, hey, let's make it official. Um, great October, guys. Right on. Fuck Good yeah. horror movies. Fuck yeah. Um, and uh, of course, we do this all year long, but there's something about October that's so special. Isn't it's it? It's my favorite time. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for listening to um, the October and even though we already did our season finale, to be honest with you, this is the last show before our year anniversary. Yeah. Which is going to be V for Vendetta. So, hey, th- you know what? We already made it to, uh, as we stand right now, 15,000, or sorry, uh, 1,500 downloads, which yeah. is pretty fucking good for year one. Um, it's disappointing to me. I wanted to hit more, but you know what? What can you do? Um, fuck yeah, dude. This is a great review, great month. And, uh, of course, we ain't going to stop. We'll be back next week. And uh, we'll see you on After Dark if you actually have $5 to spend. If not, we'll see you next Friday. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> hey, return some videotapes. Remember to be kind and uh, rewind. There you go. And don't forget my popcorn. <laughs> We're working on it. Seem to be only watch the time.